tune in to the Forefront Radio, www.anchor.fm slash the Forefront. Listen every week on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. You are now listening to The Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio. You are listening to the Forefront Radio. I'm your host, Afiel Levi. We're going to have a discussion with Woke by Accident Podcast on a particular subject. So stay tuned and we will be back in a moment. Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of Woke by Accident Podcast. Today, I have Afiel Levi, host and creator of the Forefront Radio today to join me to discuss the social media reaction and passing of YouTuber Kevin Samuels. Welcome to the show, Levi. Thank you for having me on the show. As always, it's always a pleasure to discuss different topics with you. Thank you so much. Oh, for sure. Glad to have you on today. Um, Although under sad circumstances, um, on May 5th, social media was shaken up with the news of the sudden passing of image consultant and popular YouTuber, Kevin Samuels, his YouTube videos had more than 1.4 million subscribers. Discussing topics that included dating and relationships, he also had 1.2 million followers on on the Instagram account and over 39,000 Twitter followers. His views, which many on social media felt were an attack on Black women, often sparked outrage. And recently, he had received a lot of attention for a video where he labeled a woman who was over 35 and unmarried as leftovers. So, we learned of the news of Kevin Samuels just uh, this past week here, but it wasn't confirmed until the following day. Where were you when you heard the news, Levi? So, I was on... Uh, Facebook, actually, when I first heard of Kevin uh, Samuels um, passing away, and it's an unfortunate situation, um, I went to Twitter and I typed hashtag Kevin Samuels, and all of a sudden I saw all these, like, rants from disgruntled individuals speaking about how they disliked the person. And I found it remarkable because, you know, a lot of times you'll find rappers and musicians and people that say really harmful stuff to our community, especially to our women, you know, label them bees and hoes and all of that stuff. And there's no comment when they pass away. They just get an RIP and a check mark and that's it. But with this guy, it's like totally different because he was actually trying to help the community to uh, change and stuff. So what I saw was like really disconcerting, um, you know, to find out that this man passed away. And then his mom find out through social media instead of getting a phone call, you know, which I think is like the worst Mm. way to find out that your relative passes away, you know? Definitely. Um, There was an article that hit from NBC News 
with a quote from his mother. But and uh, this quote says, you know, it was a terrible thing for social media to put that out. And I didn't even know I hadn't even been notified. She said in a phone call on Friday, um, all I'm requesting is that people pray for us. So, yeah, that's got to be a very disturbing um factor for the family and our condolences are extended to the Kevin Samuels family and friends uh, for their loss. But yeah, I mean, definitely the social media reaction, you can't help but, you know, notice how there was an overwhelmingly negative response to the news. And, you know, while his content, you know, was definitely racy or offensive to many, um, to celebrate someone's death is not necessarily the way you would think that people would respond. Right, exactly. And, you know, the Bible even talks about that, about Mm -hmm. how one can have negative reactions and not to condone certain things of people that mock when a person passes away. If you look at some of our uh, political and uh, religious figures of the past during the time of Nat Turner, a lot of black folks didn't want the ruckus of a man trying to fight for something, fighting for a particular cause. When you look at uh, MLK, a lot of people did not like MLK when he first came on the scene. You know, everybody like you now after you die. But (laughs) when you were alive and you were trying to create some sort of substantial change in a community, people were like, no, this guy's messing stuff up for black folk. Oh no, they chasing after us. You know, you, you yeah, can't- Yeah, they called him an agitator. You know right, what I mean? that's exactly, yeah, agitate. Oh, I'm agitating. Sometimes you need agitation. Sometimes you need those that's gonna shake up the pot and get you in the right direction. And when you look at Kevin Samuels and some of the topics he was talking about, black marriage, high divorce rates, uh, serial dating going on in the black community, um, uh, certain individuals having uh, irresponsible expectations, like, oh, I make uh, such and such amount of money, so I want a guy that makes this, when in reality, it's not, it's just a pipe dream, you know what I mean? So, Well, some of those things are subjective, mm -hmm. and, you know, those are some of the things that a lot of people labeled his content as toxic or triggering even because just because you know a lot of times he would say oh what's your dress size you know and so it's like okay just because someone is heavy does that mean that they're going to be alone forever no it's not the case but you know he would never say that you know know, that was his content so yeah and 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 that's the thing with with it being his show he could kind of guide the course of what he wanted to talk about and keep it filtered to how he viewed things, which is important when you're a, when you're a host of a particular show and you invite guests to come on the show, you want to like direct them into the area that you want to focus on, which is his particular niche. He did state that he was an image consultant and image is very important. What I did like about his content was when he initially started, he, he focused solely on the men, improving how you dress, you know, improving your appearance as a man being a high quality individual and, you know, me being spiritually conscious, I, I took that to the next level, not just being financially uh, assertive, but also spiritually, mentally, physically in every aspect of your life. That's the take I got from some of the um, 
statements that he made towards men. You didn't have men going up there and saying, well, what about women too? You know, we, we didn't do that. Okay. We just took that as, okay, he's just trying to give information that may possibly help. So take it with a grain of salt, but just don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, one of the things I did want to mention was the negativity of his death. There's a few Bible verses that touches on this. In Proverbs chapter 24, verse 17, it states this, Rejoice not when thy enemy falleth, and let not thy heart be glad when he stumbleth. So a lot of people were rejoicing, and the Bible actually says to do the opposite of that. Okay, Ecclesiasticus chapter eight, verse six and seven says this, dishonor not a man in his old age, for even some of us wax old. So what is that saying? This was an elderly man going into his 50s and 60s, right? And as he got old, many people don't realize we all get to that point where we get older and we have some sort of um, health issues or health concerns, you know, um, he, he previously stated on one of his episodes that he did battle with cancer. I'm not sure what specific type, but some of those things That's could right. lead to, you know, having further issues down the long, line, you know, especially mm-hmm. when you have treatments that can affect your lungs, your uh, heart, your uh, kidneys. You know, some of these uh, medicines that they give are really strong and potent substances. And then mm-hmm. the next verse I wanted to touch on was verse seven. It says this, and this is very important. Rejoice not over thy greatest enemy being dead. Listen to the Bible, what it's saying. Rejoice not over thy greatest enemy being dead, but remember that we all die. So that's something significant for me because I see that you have a man that was trying to create change in his community. um, And sometimes you have to shake the tree in order to knock out the bad fruit and get the good fruit that you want. But the fact that people were rejoicing at his death and not keeping in mind, hold up, we all die. So what legacy will you leave behind once you leave the earth? You see what I'm saying? That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Yeah. And regardless of what his content was, you know, his message, um, he definitely had a following and supporters, you know, he even, you know, he let people know this is a business. You can book a private session with me. So he, you know, had offline sessions with people too. It would be interesting to hear from some of those people as this develops further on what those were like, you know, working with him on a one-on-one um, type of scenario. And, you know, we definitely have a lot of interviews to look to for those moments of where he talked about himself, um, the Breakfast Club interview, the Joe Budden interview. There's a lot of um, what good one-on-ones that he had that kind of let you know who he was as a person. Tune in to the Forefront Radio, www.anchor.fm slash the Forefront. Listen every week on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He had a lot of good content. I, I did see, um, I did recall watching one of his episodes with, uh, what was it? Joe Budden. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was a really interesting discussion. Um, also, there's another YouTuber called Mediocre Tutorials and Reviews, who okay. has uh, good social media contact. And and what I found interesting, and I think that's what brought on a lot of the uh 
quote unquote haters and the vitriol was the mm. fact that he talked a lot about the differences between traditional women and traditional values versus modern women and modern values. And one okay. thing that he elaborated on that I found quite prominent in our community is the fact that with the modernization of women, they're, they're, the men are still understanding the importance of being a traditionalist as far as being a father figure, being you know a husband, even though there are some bad apples, but he actually gave the statistical data to prove that more black men were marrying black women, that more men were taking care of their families as opposed to the propaganda that was, you know, talked about in in uh, in the in the media in general. So remember when we had an episode talking about stereotypes, when they talk about these bad baby daddies, and this could be like one out of fifteen or two out of thirty, you know, but they focus on the two as opposed to the rest of the uh, twenty eight that are being quality men. And the women mm-hmm. are dissatisfied either through debt or through some sort of financial difficulties or they're dissatisfied and want to jump around from person to person to person, which which is what I call serial dating. You know what I mean? OK, that leads us to. Well, I mean, really, any other thoughts on the content? And, you know, there's so many moments that were huge hot take moments, you know, the leftovers statement and the high value man conversation, high value woman conversation. Mm -hmm. What were some of the uh, memorable moments from his content that you kind of recall? The thing that I remember the most was that initial video that made him go viral. The woman that was saying she was a PhD and not only that one, but the other video that he uh, had with the woman that started it all, I guess it was called the average at best clip where the woman came on very braggadocious, you know, coming on the show, not really paying attention to what the topic of the show actually was, which was funny to me because it's like coming on Oprah or something. And the topic is about uh, finding solutions to the community. And someone comes on and says, Hey, I'm looking for a a spouse. What do I do? (laughs) I wasn't it like disagreement night or something. Yeah, that's what it was. Exactly. I rewatched that one recently because that was like one of the big videos Mm -hmm. that really um, had high numbers and everything. And it's so funny. You you know, I thought she was very calm Mm -hmm. the whole time. But I think it was just like, like almost like a just Salazar Daisical type of yeah. attitude. Maybe that's what it was because she didn't really even get mad even when he started going in. It's just mm. like, hey, he's you know you're being roasted right now. <laughs> yeah, on the onset it looked like that, but when you look at her eyes, it was like that kind of slick, stoic kind of nonsensical kind of yeah. She okay. was like, she was like, oh, I make six figures and I need a guy that makes that, and it was like. Okay, what about the percentage of men that aren't making six figures? And then he was asking validating questions like, are you in an area that has a lot of men making this money? What efforts are you making to, you know, obtain these type of men that you're looking for, you know? And then when she was starting to get braggadocious, he was like, hold up, wait, sis, you're average. Just chill out now. Don't get too... Don't get the big head. (laughs) No, if that was warranted because she was calm and, Mm -hmm. you know, speaking with him 
you know, like, God, does she deserve that rip? But I mean, you know, that's what he did. You know, he put it in your face. That was (laughs) his style. I like that, though. Sometimes with Black folk, you got to be raw and direct. Sometimes you can't be like colloquial or like, hey, let me try to, you know, sugarcoat it for you. Sometimes (laughs) you just got to tell it like it is, you know. I'll give an example of that. There was an episode or a clip that I watched. I can't remember the whole clip, but there was this woman that came on, right? And he was asking the question about like her marital status and stuff like that. And when she asked, when she said to him, oh, you know, I had got divorced, but I'm looking for a new spouse. I'm trying to do this. And then he asked the question, who filed for divorce? And she was like, oh, "Oh, it it was a disagreement. And, you know, we didn't kind of get on one accord. And he was like, who filed for divorce? And she was like, well, you know, she was doing somersaults, backflips, catapulting from the cannonball. You know, when you go into the pool, you're jumping up in the air, you're getting dipping in the pool. She was doing all of that. Okay. He asked her like eight times, almost damn near 10 times, who filed for divorce? And she finally capitulated and was like, I filed for divorce. So he's like, you see that? You see that, folks? You see that? (laughs) You got a good man. You had a good man. (laughs) And you left him. You had a man. You had like, you have people that are single for years that want to get married. But you, on the other hand, you had a husband and you threw him in the box like he was a turd. You know, that was the thing that really I paid attention to, because a lot of times Mm -hmm. we don't discuss in the black community who really initiates a lot of these divorces. And many times it's not the man doing infidelity. It's not the man beating up on her. It ain't it ain't the man doing anything. The woman is dissatisfied for whatever illusory uh, purpose that she has in her mind. She says, I'm not happy. I'm not. And then the guy asks, am I beating on you? She's like, no. Am I mistreating you? She's like, no. So what the hell are you cheating on me for? Why are you trying to break up the relationship? Why are you? We got we got five kids together. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Stuff like that. So those type of topics don't get addressed in the black community, especially with a large media presence that we have with like musicians, Mm -hmm. uh, artists, uh, lawyers. We talk about everything except for the opposite gender. We talk about men ain't ain't sugar, honey, iced tea. We got like all types of like plethora of content out there that you could find on YouTube uh, disparaging black men, you know, and minimal, minimal, if if insignificant amount of content mm-hmm. actually touching on the reasoning behind divorce, the differences between male and female dynamics, the differences between uh, traditional marriage versus uh, modern marriages, you know? So a lot of these things um, happen. And I had one more Bible verse that, I, that just came to mind. Amos chapter five, verse 10. Now, this is the heavy hitter. This is the kicker now. This is, we're going for the field goal, okay, to get the touchdown. All right? I know I'm mixing up my sports analogies. Um, Amos 5 verse 10 says this. They hate him that rebuke in the gate. Listen to the verbiage. They hate him that rebuke in the gate. What is the gate? The gate was the areas where our ancestors, the leaders of our community, would come in and give instruction. They would make financial agreements. They would make uh, uh, contracts, obtaining land or substantiating marriages. This is what our leaders did in ancient times 
when we lived in Northeast Africa. Okay? okay. They hate him that rebuketh. What does the word rebuke mean? It means correction. It means instruction. So someone that rebukes in the gate is someone that says, this is not the direction that we need to go to. This is direct the direction that we need to go to to fix what we have going on. And they abhor him that speaketh uprightly. The word abhor, um, A-B-H-O-R. I know that's not a regular Negro word. <laughs> abhor means uh, indignation. Okay. And indignation towards him that speaks uprightly. So think about that. When you look at like the black Messiah, Jesus Christ, when he was talking, he was rebuking people left and right. He was telling the truth. He like people think he's like this mamsy pamsy kind of I love you, care bearer, Barney kind of dude. But no, he was flipping over tables. He was like, don't make my father's house a house of merchandise. He was getting on the religious and political leaders for trying to uh, uh, make money and merchandise off the people. So now when we look at other leaders in our community or just people that speak on this content, you have a Kevin Samuels that does the same thing. He's like, hold up, wait a minute. I want to see, he literally said this out of his mouth. I want to see more marriages between black men and black women. I want to see our women healthier. It wasn't a matter of of the outlook because people just look at the outlook, but you know, high cholesterol and all these different things that impact the community is significant. You know what I mean? So we hate those that try to tell us what's right or wrong. Black folks don't like correction. We don't tell me what to do. What you talk about? Don't tell me what to do. You try to t- no. Tell me to take what? Take care. Take care of my family for what? Feed my husband for what? What I got to do that for? That's that's some of the things that we have to address. There's not okay. positive people. You know, like name yeah. one sister that you know out there right now that's telling women, marry your husbands, take care of your kids, be positive. Role models. It's very few. You well, see a majority conversations going on about the Sierra Russell Williams and her prayer, and that's kind of a positive uh, message. That's that's few and far between. But I'm glad that you is. mentioned that. You yeah. know, most people nowadays are more into the Cardi B, Nicki Minaj kind of personas. The the illusion of that kind of. Uh, stripper, bad B kind of vibe. And that's not really a role model that we should push. Even even Cardi B herself was like, I don't let my daughter listen to my music. Like, But a lot of women are tending over to that modernization and the over-sexualization of our women going on today. So yeah, if a, if a dude stands up and says, I'm not for that, oh yeah, he's going to get some vitriol. He's going <laughs> to get some haters. I hear you. I hear you. Tune in to The Forefront Radio, www.anchor.fm slash The Forefront. Listen every week on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. What about the legacy of Kevin Samuel? So obviously he really achieved some great numbers here in the media space. In a short uh, matter of time, he started his YouTube channel in 2015, it says. And it looks like he may have really catapulted during the pandemic and uh, you know got those high numbers at that time, which is really um, commendable um, to be in this space as a content creator. And so I definitely uh, want to acknowledge that um, those statistics from him and definitely um, worthy. His background was public relations and image consultant. We talked about that. 
And um, yeah, so thoughts on his legacy. I think the legacy is going to be greater than we imagine and expected. Here's why I say that. People are now entering into that conversation that has been neglected for several years now, okay? To have a following jump up from a few thousand to over 1.2 million, this is on a celebrity status of musicians and actors and actresses within a relatively short period of time. That's that's literally unheard of in, in this right. day and age. That's unheard right. of. For someone to have a uh, create, like for us as content creators, from that perspective, that is like a content creator's dream, okay? <laughs> to, to be able to set up something that leaves behind an impact on the community, whether you love him or hate him, whether right. you liked his content or disliked his content. Now, for the simple fact that his stuff came on NBC News, okay, a lot more people now are going to be like, Oh, who is this person? I don't know who he is. Like, what is his information? What is his content? Now they're going to go back and research. So now it's probably going to jump up from 1.4 million subscribers to like maybe 2 million subscribers at Mm -hmm. the end of 2022, you know? So a lot of people now are going to have that conversation like traditional marriages versus modern marriages. What can we do to fix the, uh, uh, the decrease of marriages and the increase of divorce in our communities. Those are very important topics to to talk about. Jumping up on Mm -hmm. uh, Twitter and having 39,000, you know, followers, there's some people that, you know, have been well-known and they only have like 10 to 20,000, you know, followers. So that type of significant impact in such a short period of time is significant. Now, while I don't condone some of the egregious actions that the man did, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was not really a biblical based person. So I right. do not condone that type of negativity at all. I want to make sure I say it because, you know, I know how people think they'll be like, oh, you support everything that this guy said. He was hanging around with strippers and, you know, women that was kind of vulgar. And all. that's yeah. that is nothing that I condone because I always condone marriage, you know, husband and wife, you know, not dealing with jumping around from person to person to person having quality and, and morals in how you deal with your relationship. So I think that's an uh, interesting legacy that he left behind. Mm-hmm. And he at least was sincere. And I want to leave with this uh, last quote from Malcolm X. So Malcolm X had this quote, and I think it's very significant and relevant to this topic. He said this, it's liberty or death. It's freedom for everybody or freedom for nobody. I want to be remembered. I want to be remembered as someone who is sincere. Even if I made mistakes, they were made in sincerity. So that's uh, what I would say, similar to the Kevin Samuel situation. Um, even though he may have made mistakes in what he is, as you know, portrayed himself as on social media. You know, if you have people that are going to nitpick, pick if you blow your nose wrong, <laughs> you know, so. No matter what he did, he did it in sincerity. So I think that's a good take back that we could have from this situation. That's true. And another piece of his legacy is that, you know, he was, you know, obviously image was very important to him. I think most people remember that he was always very well put together himself with, you know, nice uh, suits. And, you know, he always was very well put together. That will be um, remembered sure. Yes, definitely. Um, I myself took a kind of keynote to 
what he was stating because I, I came from a background of hip hop music. I came from a background of, you know, um, dressing in the T-shirt and jeans with the ball cap, you know, so that kind of professional mindset and professionalism is, I think, something very important, especially in a day and age where you have 40 and 50 year old men dressed like 15 year olds, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think bringing back that level of restoring dignity to the image of the black man is very important. It's very important. We need to be, uh, as men, stronger in how we present ourselves and tap into that regalness that we have within our spirit. Because God chose us to be a special people, to be unique, to be royalty above all nations of the earth. So that's what I want to say uh, to all the listeners. Yes, thank you for sharing that. And as we wrap up, please let our viewers know how they can uh, reach out to you and find your content. Definitely. I am Afia Levi, the host of The Forefront Radio. We ask the vital questions. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you colonization? You're not Black. You're not Hispanic. You're not Latino. According to history and according to the Bible, you are the lost tribes, the 12 tribes of Israel. Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Issachar, and various other tribes that have been scattered through slavery. So this is some of the subjects that we talk about on our show um, I invite uh, many different people in the Black community to give solutions. I've had authors that came in and talked about uh, life trials and how to overcome it. I've had people share some of their stories about the difficulties and challenges that they face, whether prison reform, whether uh, uh, mass incarceration, whether violence and police brutality, and other people share different ways to help better ourselves as a, a, a unit. So I hope you can tune into the Forefront Radio. I'm available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as if you want to hit me up on uh, Instagram, it's the Forefront Express. On Facebook, it's the Forefront Media. And email is theforefrontblackmedia at gmail.com. Peace and blessings to you all. Great. Thank you for sharing that. We'll have those links posted in the show notes. And I appreciate you guys for listening. And I uh, just want to acknowledge our visual episode. Uh, we'll be doing more visual content. So uh, stay tuned, guys. And we appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks. Tune in to the Forefront Radio, www.anchor.fm slash the Forefront. Listen every week on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. Hey, my friend, you have just listened to the Forefront Radio. Please leave your comment and input about the show, what you like about the show, as well as any general feedback on ways to improve. We need your help to acquire new equipment to implement studio quality video and audio to our friends. Contribute as little as $4.99. It's only worth a cup of coffee. Then we can produce documentaries, more episodes, and great info for the diaspora. Go to Cash App and enter A-P-H-I-E-L L-E-V-I to donate to the Forefront Radio to cover our advertising costs 
and reach more people. Catch our next episode on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, anchor.fm slash the forefront. Always remember, the truth shall liberate the mind. Peace to the heirs of promise and the heritage of the scattered 12 tribes. 